fastest and quickest way for you to see hope is by giving somebody else hope. It is by you being hope to somebody else. So if you're in need, guess what? Go give somebody that is in need 20 bucks. Go and invite the old man down the street that you know is a is a widower. Invite him to dinner on his driveway. Like, go be hope to somebody else. And I promise you, that is going to usher hope into your heart in ways that waiting for somebody else to do it for you. No, 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 no. You go give it to somebody else. This is a Soul Fire production. Well, welcome back or welcome to the show. You're listening to episode 104 of Yes And. I'm your host, Judy Holler. I'm a keynote speaker and author and the creator of The House of And, which is an improv-inspired lifestyle brand on a mission to empower you to open new doors in your life and Damn, I'm so glad you're here. And let me tell you, as we think about opening new doors in our life, well, shit, it's a brand new year. It is 2022. So I ask you, who do you want to be this year? How do you want to feel? What do you want to look like? Where do you want to go? How do you dress? What's in your bank account, right? What's in your environment? What does your office look like? What does your job look like? You know, these are the questions, the important questions that really fuel us into a future designed on our own terms. Now, listen, we cannot control shit happening, right? We can't control other people, places, and or things, but what we can always control is how we show up to it, how we react to it, and we can most certainly control the inner dialogue that truly dictates what happens next. So it's a new year, it's a new vibe. And let me tell you, I'm excited about that. I am so excited to be able to tell you that our monthly House of And mentorship is officially open and for less than $2 a day, you get to work with me directly every single month twice a month live so that you can live into and with our house of and mindset all year long. So let me back up. What is the house of and mindset? It is a no BS improv inspired lifestyle brand and mindset on a mission to empower you to open new doors in your life. And really truly our secret sauce is our approach, AKA unlocking the transformational power of and. In our mentorship, we'll guide you through the courageous decision to say, bring it on to possibility every single month. And yo, we're not going to sugarcoat things. Instead, we're going to give you the tools and support you need to be able to brace for impact in life, survive and thrive with, of course, a dose of super high vibes always. So our community is truly the embodiment of our mission. From kicking cancer's ass, to writing a New York Times bestseller, to creating the business of your dreams, we believe anything is possible and we're helping make it happen one and at a time. I want to help you turn what could go wrong into what could go right. I want to help you turn someday 
into today. It is time to dust off your dreams because possibility knocks. The fundamental question is, are you ready to open the door? And here's the thing. I don't do one-on-one coaching anymore and my keynotes start at $20,000. So this is your chance to get exclusive monthly content and coaching from me. Here's what the mentorship includes. You'll get a members-only discount in our store. You'll have a 15% off code for use off of anything you want in our store anytime you shop. It's not a one-time code. You, as a member, will always get 15% off in our store. You're going to get one live 60-minute class and coaching with me every month. You're going to get one 60-minute office hours with me every month to get live coaching and have your questions answered. You're going to get VIP access to members-only in-person pop-up events with me around the country once we roll them out. You'll get a deep dive into our methodology. You'll learn from not only myself, but game-changing experts and guest speakers, friends of mine who can help you live into more possibility. You'll get a house and playlist to keep you inspired all year long on Spotify. You'll get high vibe handouts, journaling pages, prompts, and worksheets every month to further activate our monthly theme. And last but certainly not least, I'm going to give you access to opportunities to share your story right here on my podcast. So monthly membership is $49. That's $1.63 a day, $12.25 a week, a small price to pay for future you. We spend more than that on like drive through French fries and gossip magazines at the airport, neither of which are going to get you to where you want to go. Uh, so it's $49 a month and you can cancel anytime, less than $2 a day, or we're running a special during the entire month of January. You can save 33% and get four free months by prepaying in full for the year to really boss up and invest in yourself for the one-time cost of $399. And for those of you who do that, we're going to make you a custom complimentary possibility t-shirt that only our members will have. And that offer is good only through January. It'll close on January 31st. So if you want to lock it in, this is the best deal. And if that's not for you, no problem. You can go month to month for 49 bucks and cancel anytime. So I'm officially declaring 2022 the year of and the mission to open as many doors as possible. I hope you'll join us. Link in the show notes to learn more, to sign up, to lock it in at 33% off and to make an investment in yourself. That is the gift that keeps giving. Let's open those doors, shall we? And also, I got to let you know that today's High Vibe episode is sponsored by Advocare. I don't know about you, uh, but I personally try to eat right most of the time. And while I'm pretty good at it, I am not perfect at it. And according to science, most humans aren't, which is why supplements, yo, it's why supplements are even a thing. They supplement what you're missing in your body. And Advocare supplements can help you do lots of things from boosting collagen to getting your gut in check to managing your mood, all things I'm down for. So make sure you check out Advocare in our show notes to not only support this podcast, but get discounts because you listen. Okay, so we're in this brand new year. 2022 is here. And unless you are an alien or a robot machine underneath your skin, (laughs) uh, these last two years 
uh, have been a blur. They have been hard. Um, they have been traumatic and tough and scary and sad and not one human has escaped the change and the trauma of this global pandemic. And yes, all of that has happened. And it's also cracked us wide open. It's shown us what's possible when we slow down, when we reevaluate when we take a good look at and inventory of our life, our people, ourselves. And I don't know about you, but for me, my biggest shift, like my biggest takeaway over the last couple of years has most certainly been perspective, you know, a different perspective on what matters, on, on how I spend my time and who I spend it with. And I have become even more relentless in my pursuit of living life on my own terms and doing it with the people, places, and companies who also choose to light it up in that way. Because listen, you can spend your money, your cold, hard cash, and then go make more of it. You can always make more money. But once you spend your time, baby, it is gone. And for me, slowing down long enough to take a look at that notion has really reset everything for me. And also having my business completely implode overnight and sort of be forced <laughs> to take a look at itself has forever redefined how I value myself and my ability to make edits. Hello, improvise not only in the good times, but also in the bad because the world has changed. So of course, the way we live inside of it and rock with it and roll with it and vibe alongside of it should change Two, I mean, we've changed. The world has changed. We can't do things the way we used to do them because everything's changed. And I love having conversations with people who choose to do things different and who choose to also be the light amongst what can feel like a lot of darkness. And people who empower us to turn up our light just a little bit more, to, to shine just a little bit brighter ourselves. And Carlos, my conversation today with Carlos is one of those people. I am so excited for you to hear this conversation with him about hope and mental wealth and business and how he blew up on Instagram overnight and really remaining a light and being a light filled in a world that can feel really dark. I think you're going to leave this conversation inspired. Uh, you're going to feel good. And you, you are also going to want to become a hope dealer too. Carlos Whitaker is a self-proclaimed hope dealer who spends the majority of his time telling stories on stages and phone screens across the world that lead people towards action. He's also a People's Choice Award winner and the author of three books, Moment Maker, Kill the Spider, and Enter Wild, which all lead people towards freedom in some way, shape, or form. Carlos speaks at some of the largest churches in America, as well as some of the largest leadership conferences as well. He's the host of his own podcast, Human Hope with Carlos Whitaker, and lives with his wife and three kids in Nashville, Tennessee. So, 
Here is my very hopeful and high vibe conversation with the inspiring Carlos Whitaker. Oh, that countdown, always so official, right? Doesn't it just make you feel like, oh shit, Three, something two, big's one. about to Here we go. <laughs> Let's go. Oh my gosh, Carlos Whitaker in the house. Hold on. Everybody calls you Los. Do you prefer Carlos uh, or Los? Or well, is no, Los I, for I, your friends? No, I appreciate this. So so I would say Carlos, if you've like known me, um you kind of you know me a long time, but like we, we haven't been on a trip together. I would mm. say Los is like, you know. People that have known me since like high school, but like I know that anyone that calls me Los Wit like just knows me from the 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 internet. Like they don't know me at all. They're like Lose my friend, yeah. my friend Los Wit, and I'm like ah, we're probably not friends, but whatever. I'm glad that you feel like we are. So yeah, you know, whatever. Tomato, <laughs> tomato. I love it. I was uh, when I was uh, prepping for this interview and going down the Carlos Whitaker rabbit hole yeah, of magic. Sure. My yeah. God, you have so many things that you do and how you help the world become better. One of the things I noticed in one of your books, or maybe it was just on the book page, because you have three books and I did yeah. not know you had three books, right? Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm finishing my fourth one right now. Dope. Oh my God. Okay. So we'll go yeah. there. I can't wait to yeah. hear what that's going to be about. Um, cause you definitely have a red thread, but one of your endorsements is from Johnny Cuff, who yep. I adore. And he calls yep. you Los. He's like yeah. Los. And he, and yep. I loved how he had, he was such a great writer, but he called you Los. So I'm like, I don't know. Is this like an insider thing? Like, uh. are you in on something when you can call him Los? Are you in on something that, you know what I mean? So I had no, to ask I think question. he's just, yeah, <laughs> definitely Los is, is, is I've known John a long time. So like, he's yeah, definitely he's been in that. He's such a good dude. Yeah, in that Lowe's train. I love it. He's on the Lowe's train. Well, I, I'm on the Lowe's train. Come I'm on, on the Judy. Carlos train. Let's go. You're I'm on the Lowe's you. train. I am. And I've got to tell you something. So, I mean, I just need to say this to your face because it was so good. Um, the precious moments um, <laughs> montage you did yes. on Instagram had me rolling. I've probably watched it a couple times through. I've shared it with friends because it is so silly. And so guys, if you're not following Carlos on Instagram, please do that. His, he, he literally went to the precious moments, um, place. I mean, there is it's, a place. it's called a museum, but I don't even know if it's, you know, if museum's the right word, it definitely is more like a shrine or a temple. Oh my gosh. It was terrifying and hysterical and magical all wrapped up into one. And you had me truly in tears when (laughs) I caught, um, and I mean, not laughing tears, but like happy. There is hope (laughs) in this world. I believe in humanity again, tears when you were in your layover on the way home from a keynote and you got the piano player, a $10,000 tip. Um, and it was one of the most organic, magical things um, I have seen happen. And when we think about how frustrating social media can be, sure. I see things like that and I go, oh, well, well, shit. Look yeah. at how also equally magical and Absolutely. amazing it can be as well. Yeah. So you're yeah. doing a lot of this on your Instagram. You are helping families. You are paying off mortgages. I don't know. I'm making that one up, but I feel like you guys are doing crazy stuff like yeah. this. Tell me about the evolution of where you got on Instagram because when I started following you, I mean, you have grown fast yeah. and furious. And I feel like overnight, like last year you were even like at hundred K when I saw you on the story stage and now yeah. you're at like 250 something. So like, yo, you have blown up. So a, how are you managing the blow uh-huh. up and yeah. B 
what is your favorite thing to do on social? I think it's storytelling. And now it seems to be giving, giving, giving. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because I, um, I try to tell people all the time, which you understand this, um, the, 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 the rapid growth of the last year was, and really honestly of the last year and a half, because a year and a half ago I had 30,000 Instagram followers. Isn't that insane, Carlos? Yeah. And so, and so I, I would say though, that the reason why the, the, uh, the fruit was ripe for the picking when it happened, right. When the fruit got, it was because there was such a long process of planting the seed and of being faithful to watering the seed and of my, of those 30,000 that had followed me for a decade. Right. Like I was like, I, I remember when I got on Instagram, I may have been like the hundredth person on Instagram. Like nobody that I'd ever heard of was on Instagram. I had had previously been on Twitter before that. I had a blog before that. I was just, you know, um, very consistently watering the seeds of my followers and of my tribe and of my platform, just pouring into them slowly and steadily and surely. And it took a decade for me to grow to 30,000 followers on Instagram and to grow my email list to whatever it was. And, you know, and, and that was, that was fine. That was paying my bills. It was doing everything it needed Mm -hmm. to do. It was, um, it was what it needed to be. And I just feel like because I was faithful to, you know, to what I had when it was small. Now, a lot of people would, would, would not think that 30,000 is small. And I definitely didn't think 30,000 was small when I had 30,000 followers, but because I was faithful in the watering and the caring for my, my harvest, when, when, when the time was right, right? Like it did, it did rapidly accelerate over the last 18 months. And I feel like it's because you know, I, I I said this the other day on Instagram. I'm I'm actually grateful that this didn't happen when I was in my early 30s, because I don't mm-hmm. think I would have had the maturity to leverage the platform for what it needed to be in my early 30s. Not because um, I was a bad person in my early 30s or I was you know whatever. I just I hadn't lived life long enough to realize you know what this the, I'm not the hero of this story, and I feel like that's why it has it, it has rapidly accelerated in growth because I try to make other people the heroes of any story that I tell. And if there's one thing that I've realized the last year and a half is everybody is desperate to root for somebody else is desperate Mm. to come together to root for the underdog. And that's what I'm trying to do in my stories is show people, Hey, look, look, like we can root for this underdog. Um, Let them, let my followers be the hero of the story instead of me being the hero of the story. And that's, I think where the magics happen. And so, you know, in a year and a half, I went from, talking about, you know, pretty, you know, just kind of family things on my Instagram to like getting into more difficult conversations about race and um, just the the heated topics in America, but in a very um, grace filled way where I want to make sure that everyone feels safe in the conversation to a space where um, suddenly we are, and I've raised over three quarters of a million dollars in Venmo and PayPal alone over the last six months for six individuals. And It's just, it's an evolution that I'm okay with not knowing what comes next. And I think so many times entrepreneurs and people that are trying to figure out, build their social media strategy or whatever, they have such a tight grip on their process and their system that they have laid out in front of them in order for that, you know, their story to be told the way they want it to. And I try to tell people, I'm like, my my strategy is just kind of like, I've opened my hands and let it go and just kind of seen organically where it's taken me. And I mean, I'll tell you what, like I'm, I never would have thought a year and a half ago I would be doing the things that I'm doing now, but it's all about telling 
authentic stories that bring people together as opposed to pulling people apart? Mm. Oh, we're already at church. Uh, let me tell you, because <laughs> I am going to be, I needed to hear that this morning yeah. more than you can even imagine. So, um, uh, we are, you know, so I'm building this new company and we've yeah. got this new lifestyle brand, the house of and, and I've brought on people to help me with that because, you know, growth requires yeah. n- not a silo and I'm an improviser. I prefer an ensemble. And yeah. I, this is like totally something I was not intending to talk about on the podcast, yeah, day, but I I'm just going to let the spirit move me Let's because go. you just said something that triggered me because I have been like on Slack this morning and over the weekend, like, all right, we need to understand. I haven't seen any visuals for the brand and I'd love to know, are we going to do a quote, then a video, then a blah, 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 then a blah, blah, blah. And and so Judy, the masculine energy of Judy, the achiever in me, the check the box, the, 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 the small rule follower that I can be needs to see that there's, there's a plan and what I'm hearing you tell me and, and what I've come to really reconcile in my life time and time again. And this is why I'm an improviser at my core is that the truth of the matter is I feel like the more you squeeze it, (laughs) the harder it is to hold on to. And I think we have to, we have to, I almost have to let her become what she's supposed to become in the world. And I feel like that's what you've done on social because I was following you when you were at 30 and I have watched it and you just continue to play and give and deal hope and, and make the people you encounter the stars of that story. And Carlos goes along for that ride. So I think I needed to hear today. So, well, I'm glad, you know, and should I I just need to let go a little? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and and that's the thing. And And I always tell people, Like, you know, we talked about, um, you know, my friend John Acuff, um, Mm -hmm. where John and I are, we have completely different personalities and completely different strengths, right? And so, like for me, I look at John's, I looked at John's platform for a long time when I was at 30,000 followers and he was at 100 and whatever he's at. Um, And and I remember thinking to myself, like, what I need to do is do what John does, like, like do what John does. And then if I do what John does then I'm going to get what John has. And the, as, as a, so we're in a mastermind together, John and I, we've been in, in one together for gosh, almost like six years now. And incredible. I, what I realized, I guess a year and a half ago was like, actually, no, like, like that's John's path. Like, like that, that's what, mm. th- that's what he was created and gifted to do in the way. If I try to build it, like, like he's built it and not the way that I'm supposed to build it, then, you know, not that I can't take lessons and take, um, things that he's done and implement them, but I definitely can't like copy and paste and see that happen. And so when I stop trying to do that, that's when things begin to take off. So, you know, I I say that to say, Judy, you know, you, you have all of those things in you that, and this is for any listener of yours that's listening right now, that, that maybe that, you know, you know, let's get checklists done. Let's do the things. Those are actually things that I need to be better at. I think that if I were to have some of those skill sets, like, yeah, let me get on Slack and, you know, let me, let me have some conversations about things to have some order. My wife tells me all the time, like, Carlos, like it wouldn't have taken until you were 46 years old for this to happen. Had you had a little bit more structure in your plan. Right. And so, you know, there's, there's beauty and there's pain and and all of the Mm. process. And I think, yes, there's always things we can learn from other people while recognizing that, yeah, some of the gift sets that we have intrinsically inside of us are, um, are, are needed for, you know, for our growth. And so, um, don't, don't, you know, John says all the time, like, 
um, as we're having conversations, like there were, there were months that I would forget. I, I, I'll remember one time specifically we were in a mastermind together and I got a phone call or text from my wife saying like, Hey, there's a tow truck in the driveway pulling the, the, our Hyundai Santa Fe out of the driveway. I was like, why would they do that? And then I was like, Oh crap, because I forgot to pay the car payment two months in a row. Oh, um, and so, and so like, so not that I didn't have the money, no. I just forgot. And so the, the chaos that is Carlos's mind that, that, that can bring some beauty and some excitement to my story is also going to be the chaos that produces some other things that w I don't necessarily want in my life. So if we can continue to be who we are while bringing the best yes. of who other people are, uh, I think that's when the, the beauty is going to happen. I love that so much. I was on a bike ride this morning. And uh, so I ran on the Peloton and my instructor, Robin, said she read something on Instagram and the quote said this. I think it was by Viola Davis. Okay. Um, you haven't met yet. You haven't even begun to meet yet all the people that will love you. Yeah. And I thought that was beautiful because I think to your point, we can get so obsessed with recruitment and follows and likes and numbers and status and all this stuff, right? That we forget and lose sight of who we already have and yeah. who's been there the whole time. And what I'm picking up is that that is really, truly such a gift. I mean, you can ask someone about Instagram and social media all day long. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, do you see the people you have? Right. And right, right. do you even realize that there are so many people you haven't even touched yet or met yet? And to me, that's an exciting prospect to consider. Very exciting to consider. And gosh, just knowing that there is so much opportunity in front of you. There is, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't care if you're 79 years old and listening to this, like the world is at your fingertips and you, there's so much potential inside of you to, um, to, to literally have, uh, create things that change people's lives, you know? And, mm -hmm. and I, I happened to accidentally stumble upon uh, a way to do. And I think the reason why I accidentally stumbled upon this, these kind of giving blitzes that I do is because I was open enough to, um, to give something a shot and not have a mm. business strategy behind it and not have like some, some proposals sitting there. If I would have done that, if I'd have been like, Hmm, let me get a couple of my business friends together to figure out how it right. is that I can, you know, right. hi highly leverage the, um, financial means that my followers, no, like I just was like, <laughs> Hey, Hey, there's a man, mm -hmm. there's a man that has $15 cash in his tip jar. Let's, let's give it to him. I, I wasn't like, let's get this guy some money. Yeah. Yes. I wasn't like, well, what are the tax implications of PayPal and Venmo? Like, no, like I just, I just did it. Right. And moved. because I did it, you moved. I moved yeah. and, and he was moved and people were moved. I love it. And that's really, you know, like this beautiful segue to where I want to go next with you. I mean, uh, I'm wearing this big ampersand on my chest, you know, in the improv theater, uh, yes, and is our mantra. It's the first thing we learn. And I think it's so powerful and so incredible. The twist we're playing on it is that you can say yes in this life and still be complacent. It is when we move that we can actually not only move ourselves, our lives and other people. Ampersand represents what's possible when you're brave enough to open new doors. That is yes. our mantra. So the reason I share that with you is and the reason you're here on the show is because you are someone also living an ampersand life, a possibility-driven life. And there's a story you tell, well, 
I guess it's a story, but it's a piece of content on your website where uh, you you make this joke about, um, you know, getting asked what you do when your wife says, so what, or someone says to your wife, so what does your husband do? And she's like, oh shit, how do I even answer this question? Right. Cause you do like all these things and I could so relate to that. But then she said at one point, he's a hope dealer. He's a hope dealer. And this has become your thing. Right. And so in a world that feels very dark, I believe we need light workers now more than more than ever. Those uh-huh. of us who refuse to let fear govern our mind and instead let love and hope lead the way. You are out there doing that. So talk to me and our listener about what it means to be a hope dealer in mm. in times like today, most yeah. specifically. Gosh, you know, um, I feel like everybody at whenever they listen to this podcast is probably going to be at the point where they are exhausted by hating other people. Like, like we're, Mm. I feel like as a culture, we are just done. Like we've spent the last 18 months, three years finding people to hate and finding reasons (sighs) why to hate them. And, and the more and more people I talk to, the more and more people are like, I'm just, I'm tired of it. Like I'm tired of following along with people that are just showing me reasons to hate another person. And mm. not that we cannot have opinions, not that we cannot mm. have values, not that we can't have things that we believe strongly in. But what I want to let people know, and what I try to let people know on a daily basis on my, whatever accounts they're following me on or in my books, is that we're actually not that far off from course correcting humanity. You know, I, so people say all the time, like, oh, well, like, Humanity is it's too far gone. Like, like we're just I've never seen humanity worse off than it is. And it's like, well, I mean, well, actually, (laughs) all we have to do is open up our history books and we can see some jacked up versions of humanity. And all I feel like has happened is we have been um, knocked off course, like like just, you know, we had we had a freaking pandemic and racial tensions happening in the same calendar year so what did that yes. do like it it bumped us right like that's not normal right. like that that's not something that we're right. all going to you know exist as 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 humans through like another time in our lives right this is something that doesn't happen often so it knocks us off at one one percent now what happens is that one percent i tell people this all the time like it that's not a lot that's it's actually not a lot but it, unless right. we cor- course correct back what what happens if a boat just just turns one percent off of its due north and it and it it's off one percent? It may not feel like you're going in the wrong direction, but in a hundred miles, you're going to end up fifteen miles away from where you initially wanted to go. And so, I'm just telling this. Listen, we're we're only one percent off. All we got to do is bump ourselves back. Like like it, yes. and it, but if we wait too long it's going to be a lot harder for us to course correct than it is right now. So what I'm trying to do is be the person that's just before we get 2% off is no, no, we're just 1% off. This is how we get back. This is how we um, finally get back to, to really being human again and to being the, the version of humanity that we were created to be. And so, yeah, I mean, that, that's my my pep talk is like, we're not as far off as you think we are. Um, and you've got it inside of you too. just purposely deal hope on a daily basis, purposely find stories to share that are going to give people hope. You can find you can find hope inside of hard conversations. And it's not like I've left hard conversations. It's not like I've been like, well, I'm not going to talk about hard things. No, I'm going to talk yeah, about hard yeah. things, but I'm going to do it in a way that's going to give everybody, yes. no matter what side of the issue you stand on 
reason to believe that there is hope for us to come back together. I love that so much, Carlos. And since I've been following you, I mean, you've really, here's one of the things you've helped me take action on. Before I uh, share anything and we keep it, I I keep a pretty high vibe. You're not going to see me. I mean, there's plenty of places to go learn about what's going on in the world. You educate a lot more than I do um, in your platform and and really as a part of what you're doing. And I know that that's evolved, but um, one of the things that you've inspired me to think about is, okay, am I, if I click send on this, even if it's a snarky GIF and yeah. it has nothing to do with like the world, but it's, uh, there was a GIF I saw the other day that people were passing around and it was like, Oh, you know, you think I'm basic. And then it was like something along the lines of maybe, maybe you're the one that's basic and I'm not giving it any justice. Sure. But if I thought about sharing it while it made me laugh, I thought, am I dealing hope here? Right. Right. Or am I, poking fun. Like, honestly, this is me saying like, I'm so great. And if you're calling me basic, maybe you're basic. It's still not a, so I'm always thinking about like, what's the intention? Is it dealt in hope or, you know, and if I share this article, am I going to be DJing out fear? Yep. Or am I going to, or could I instead delete that Yep. And share an article that DJs out hope. And so yes. you have made me want to be I love a it. hope dealer. And I think if more people can think that way before they finger trigger, yeah. we can slowly start to change the world. So my next question to you is this. And we we curse on this podcast, so yeah. I'm gonna prepare your ears for this no, before I say it. Because I feel like <laughs> people go one of two ways. People are like either. Oh my God, I love you. You are my person. We yeah. are we are people. Or it's go fuck yourself. Right. I feel like there are people kind of, there's like hard I love you, hard I can't stand you. Yeah. How do we close the gap? How are you seeing people close the gap besides yeah. dealing hope? We've got that. Like think intentionally about what you share. But how do we like close that gap between you're my people or you're, if you're not my person, I just fucking hate you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, it's, 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 it's the problem. The problem lies in this very tribalistic worldview that a lot of people are, are sitting in. Like, it's either like you're in my tribe or you're not in my tribe. Right. And so, and so the the whole tribe thing is it's become very toxic because Mm -hmm. when, when you think of tribalism before, um, before, you know, America was, settled and like tribes were you just take care of your own or you fight the other tribe in order to kill them so that you can have more of whatever means you know land or animals or whatever well here's the deal (laughs) like we're, we're in a space now where you don't you don't have to either have someone in your tribe or you hate the other tribe like i tell people all the time this is the statement I love to say, a friend of mine, Mike, um, told me this, I don't know, 10 years ago. He said, Carlos, we need to stop standing on issues and instead walk with people. And I've been saying this for the last two years, that that is that is how we heal. That is how we move. We, we stop standing. Carlos, where do you stand on homosexuality? Carlos, where do you stand on um, whatever, whatever abortion? Where do you stand on all these right. things? And I always tell people, I, I don't stand on anything. Like, I, I don't, I, but it's I so have beautiful. friends. I, I have friends that are those issues. So those issues aren't issues. They're humans. So instead of standing on an issue, go be in relationship with somebody that represents that issue. So when you stop standing on an issue and you start walking with people, that's when we begin to oh. see the divide heal. That is when we begin to see, oh my gosh, we can be friends with somebody that that believes that, that the police are the answer and also somebody that believes 
believes that we need to abolish the police. Guess what? Those two people can actually be in a great relationship with each other when those things aren't issues anymore, when they suddenly become people. And when you walk with people instead of standing on issues, that's when the healing begins. Damn, that was so perfect. Um, And I hope everybody really heard that. And I am going to be borrowing that mindset. And I think it's a beautiful response when someone asks anyone who's got uh, any sort of platform where they stand on something, you know, I walk with, uh, and I, you know, I always say, you know, I don't know how you feel about this, um, and where you get your inspiration. I guess this is my next question. Cause I'm like our real jobs, uh, our real job is to, is to sort of remix things in life, of course, you know, because everything is borrowed from the universe, but you're going to have a really boring life. If all your inputs look like you think like you vote, like you talk, like you write, your job is to, you're a DJ, your job is to remix the things that are coming at with, at you. And I'm always trying to think about like, how can I now I will say it this way, stand with someone who yeah. might be walking through something. I have no experience. I don't know what it's like yeah. to be transgender. I don't know what it's like to be homosexual, but I have people in my life that are. So right. how can I stand with them on that? It may yeah. not be mine, right. but it is It is the thing of someone I love. So yeah. how can I not stand with them? Right. 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 That's, and that's exactly uh, it. And it's all, it's all relationships, right? I, I, I have a step in, um, I, I give a talk a lot in corporate spaces on empathy and 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 building mm. empathy and, and how the only way to build empathy, I feel like the the biggest factor in building empathy is going to be curiosity. If you're not curious, yes. then you will never build empathy. So like you have to be curious about other people's existence, about other people's reality. Yes. In order to build empathy, if you if if you just want to be empathetic, but you never bust out your bubble, like you said, if you never get, um, have have lunch with somebody that doesn't look like you, talk like you, think like you, vote like you, yes. then then you're never going to build empathy, and then you're never going to be able to learn what it really means to walk with somebody as opposed to just standing on on an issue. And so, you know, curiosity, empathy, um, and 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 I, and I think you know that I love the whole yes and thing because I think a lot of people are they get passionate about about something and they may even you know in in respect to an issue they may even like make a statement online like they may think to themselves like oh my gosh if i say this then this is going to be me being an ally for whatever this you know um you know downtrodden community may be i'm going to say something online i'm going to put my 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 flag in the sand and but but I think that's saying yes. And this is the whole, mm-hmm. what I love about your yes and. That, I think that's one thing. That's called conviction, right? You say yes yeah. when you're convicted about something. But the and piece, right? The whole and is going to be action, right? So conviction is yes, action is and. Conviction is yes, action is yes. So yes and means, means being convicted about something and having action behind it. So there has to be something that you do as opposed to something that you just say. And so, you know, I'm kind of coming into your language and what it is that you're trying to teach your tribe. You know, yes and means conviction followed by action. Mm, uh, I love that you just did that because that's how I always end the show. I'm like, yo, tell me what yes and means to you. Yes. So mic drop moment. You well, there did we it. Go. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's so beautiful. And that is it. That is what the ampersand represents. It's yeah. movement. It's action. It's like, oh, you believe this? Right. Well, what you going to do about it? Right. What right. you going right. to do about it? And I think when it comes to cause-based movements, movements in general, anything we believe in, and most certainly the work we do every day that yeah. pays our mortgage, yeah. what are you moving on? 
right? Yeah. You gotta move. So think about tribes though for a second. I've gotta say this wall to my head. Think about tribes. Back in the tribal days, they used to sit in a circle. Yeah. And make decisions looking at each other in this yeah. sort of circle. And they talk and they'd be communal and all this stuff. Very different than a board table in a boardroom. And when decisions are made at a board table, think about it. There's a leader. There's a person at the front and there's a person here and you can't really see the people this way. And so that just came to me. It's like, well, no wonder it feels one feels more open. Right. And more you know, we can really see each other. And the other one feels more, um, closed and linear. And it's just something to consider because the world has certainly changed. And, you know, even to the fact that I love to see circle, um, dining room tables starting to come back. People are like decorating in this way now, like the dining room table is changing and maybe there's a reason for that, but you know, we have to look at each other. We have to get curious. We have to ask the questions. So one of the questions I would love to ask you, um, has to do with spiders. Yeah. You (laughs) have a book, um, one of your books, you you're about to write your fourth one and I'd love to maybe wrap up there and anything you can spoiler alert there would be cool. Um, but kill the spider. Um, let me read this from the description of the book. You open up in this book about the cobwebs in your life. Um, You had, and, you know, we talk a lot about mental health. Um, You know, anxiety and depression is um, prominent in my world. And I have done a lot of things personally to um, thrive with that. And through that, you uh, also, and you in this book, uh, you had severe anxiety, um, that ended your employment. It it impeded your ability to leave home, um, approval, addiction, artificial intimacy, all of this almost stole your family away. You felt like a fraud at the height of a successful music career with the freaking biggest worship label in the world. You were singing in front of 40,000 people, right? So in this book, kill the spider, which I believe is rooted in something your dad, um, talked about, like the getting the cobwebs away. You reveal four truths or four mindset shifts. And not that I'm asking you to go through them all, but you know, there's a lot of people that listen to this show who are in that they're, they're struggling. They can't get out of their own way. They're scared uh, more so now than ever. Imagine feeling what you felt all those years ago and then putting all this on top of it. There are people that have been following and ride or die for a long time and they have never had anxiety in their life and now they got it. So, Right. right. How is Carlos today with his anxiety and depression and any words of hope for those who are in it? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Before I tell you how I am today uh, with it, I I will give a few seconds to unpack really quickly the whole idea of of spiders and cobwebs. And, you know, I, I, I call in my book, Kill the Spider. I say a spider is an agreement that you've made with a lie and that, and that, that agreement with the lie is the, uh, the crux. That is the thing we've got to kill. But what we do instead is we clean the cobwebs. And so if a spider is an agreement you've made with a lie, a cobweb is a medicating behavior that brings comfort to that lie. So you walk down the self-help aisle at Barnes and Noble and the self-help aisle is the cobweb aisle. Five steps to a better marriage, three steps to stop looking at porn, four steps to budget better, five steps to whatever, live your best life. Like mm. that's just, that's just cleaning the cobwebs. And although I believe that it, it, you know, it's, it's healthy. I don't want cobwebs in my house. Like if I see a cobweb, I'll clean right. it. That's, that's fine. But if I don't kill the spider, 
the cobwebs going to keep coming back. And so we can waste our entire lives cleaning the cobwebs as opposed to finding in, and what I say in my book is uh, identifying the spider, which is the lie, locating the mm -hmm. spider, cornering the spider, and then driving a stake through the heart of that spider and, and killing the spider. And so for me, a lot of my, um, uh, cobwebs were those things, artificial intimacy, approval, addiction. Um, you know, I mean, there, there's, there's a whole bunch of them that I can go into, but everybody has cobwebs. Like we, if you don't know what your cobweb is, what your medicating behavior is, all you have to do is ask your family, right? Like they'll tell you straight <laughs> up, you know, Truth. yeah, let me tell you, let me tell you what, what you do to medicate a lie. Now, the harder thing to do is to find the lie. And so for me, when it came to my anxiety and my depression, what I was doing was, I wasn't finding the root of it. What I was doing was I was just cleaning the cobwebs. I was just trying to medicate um, to in order to make the anxiety feel better, which there's going to be seasons where, you know, I would even say medication. I took medication for my anxiety, like actual yeah. 10 milligrams of Paxil a day for 15 years, never wow. even believing, though, that I, there was ever going to be an opportunity to be free of that. And so to answer your question where I am at, at now Four years ago, after 15 years of being on medicine and never believing that I would be, I am 100% free of my anxiety and my depression. And it did it take Damn. work? Absolutely. Was it overnight? Absolutely not. But I'm I'm here to give people hopes that are struggling with it. Going like, guess what? You you may you may go to your grave on this side of heaven, whatever. Um, w dealing with this the rest of your life, but you also may not. So so why in the world would you? side on the on on the air on the side of like well it's probably i'm probably not going to get healed it's probably something that can't happen when you've got a guy on the other side of a microphone telling you that actually like i was completely and totally healed and i i need to let people know that that actually is also a possibility so just to, again to throw that hope out there and say that, that you know it's going to take work but but healing full healing is possible you know, on this side of the grave, it, it just, it absolutely is. And so, you know, in my book, Enter Wild was where, mm. which was after Kill the Spider was where I go into, yes. you know, a lot of my anxiety and depression and how I found that healing. Um, so people can pick that up if they want to. But, but again, those two books kind of go hand in hand, kind of find Love the it. spider, kill the spider, and then step into full healing. Um, you know, I just, I want people to know that that is available. Ooh, it's so good. We'll link up to everything in the show notes. So yeah. let's do a tactical example here. Let me give you one that I feel like I can relate to you on. So approval addiction. Uh, would this be similar to like codependency type stuff? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I okay. mean, it, 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 it can be. Um, okay. You know, I, I would so, I would say that, you know, approval addiction is going to be based on the lie that you believe your worth is based on what somebody else thinks. Okay. So so that, that that could be one lie that approval addiction. Yeah. So how is, do we unpack that? So if someone's struggling, like uh, I'm asking for a friend, if someone's struggling with approval yeah. addiction or is yeah. working through codependency, you know, what, yeah. how do we begin to identify that spider? Like what's that work someone could do? Is it yeah. asking friends and family maybe, but we already know. So yeah. it means, yeah. How would I unpack yeah, 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 yeah. that and you, kill you know, that bad boy? Yeah. You know, you, you, so, so already, you know, I mean, the first step is like the fact that you even know that that's a cobweb is like, you're way down the healing path than somebody that okay. doesn't even know it's a cobweb. Right. So like, if you know that that's a, um, that that's a cobweb, then you're, you're already way down the path. So now you can say, okay, where is it in my life that this, um, that this spider was born? Like, like, 
Because inevitably, all of these spiders were born because of situations and trauma in our lives. So for most people, what that's going to take is going back to the place that the lie was birthed. Okay, so once you find the lie, okay, my identity is based in you know what other people think of me. Where, where did that come from? Like like what? And so that's where therapy comes in into play because then you can sit with somebody yeah. else and you can kind of start going back. And for a lot of people, those lies were born in their adolescence. For a lot of people, those lies were born in spaces way way before uh, adulthood, way before you yes. know we we had the ability on our own to come up with these lies. No, somebody told you that. And so what you what what I'm always having people do is to slowly but surely work back to the place. You don't even need a therapist, honestly, to do this. You can do it yourself. Go back to the place where you found. Wow. It was my third grade teacher. My third grade teacher looked me clear in the eye and she said she told me something that completely crushed uh, my ability to think that my life was valuable. But, and so now I was seeking her approval. You get back to that place and this is what you do. You um, you confess the lie out loud and, and it's really, it's, it's not complicated. My whole book, kill the spiders, like, I don't know, 227 pages. There's only one page on how to kill the spider, right? Because it's, it's not hard. Okay. (laughs) You confess, (laughs) you confess the lie. You say it out loud. Okay. Secular psychologists will tell you how, how important this is to do. You reject the lie. Okay. You have to say out loud, I reject it and you send it away. And that this is the problem. This is where most people stop. They confess the lie and they reject the lie and they've, they feel a semblance of freedom, right? They've sent it away out of their heart. But the biggest key most people miss is you have to replace the lie with truth. So that's the biggest, the, the biggest piece is most people, once they feel that breath of like the lie is gone, well, guess what? Now you have a chasm and a hole in your heart that if you don't fill back up with truth, all that's going to happen yeah. is the lie, the, the lie is going to come back in and it's just going to take root in another way. When you, re- you find truth about who you are and you start to recite that and you start to, to recite all of these truths about who you are and that truth is going to be the end uh, of your healing. And so th- that's it. I mean, that's really what it is. If, if you're someone that so struggles good. with, with um, you know, approval addiction or whatever the cobweb is, find the lie. And you confess it, you reject it, and you replace it. You confess it, reject it, and replace it. And you can do that with old lies that are huge and haunting. And you can do that with brand new lies that maybe pop up on a daily basis, right? So like I I, I spoke at a conference a couple weeks ago. And I looked at the guy that was speaking before me. He had like 4 million followers and like, you know, he'd written like 10 best-selling books. And he was speaking right before I was keynoting. So guess what happened? a lie began to brew in my brain that nobody yes. is going to want to hear what I have to say. So what did I do? Yes. I, 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 I didn't have to go to therapy. I walked in the bathroom. I looked yep. in the mirror and I confessed the lie. I rejected the lie and I replaced the lie and I walked on stage and I kicked ass. And that's what we have to do every single day. That is so, thank you. That yeah. is so actionable and tactical and usable and dude you are by the way you're airing uh it is a brand new year you're it is the first wednesday in january right so like what a beautiful thing to bring into the new year as we think about you know reworking as john would say john a cuff who's also been on the show those soundtracks those broken fucking soundtracks let's not bring them any further along into 2022 and beyond right this is the time now is the time thank you for that okay so final thing we are in a new year it is 2022 and uh we are ready to take on the world and leave the crap and begin again and love more and hope more and fear less and control less all this stuff so as 
the OG hope dealer. What do you want to say? Like, what is a piece of hope um, that you would like to DJ out right now? Something you'd love to say to our listener to just give them a little bit of hope as we uh, move into this new year and really think about who we want to be and what we want the world to look like. Absolutely. I, I would I would say really simply beginning 2022, if you're in need of hope and if you're in need of of hope yourself, if you're like, I just I don't see it anymore. I don't see hope in humanity. I don't the the fastest and quickest way for you to see hope is by giving somebody else hope. It is by mm. you being hope to somebody else. So if you're in need of of guess what? Go give somebody that is in need. 20 bucks, go pay for somebody, you know, for a single mom's grocery, go and invite the old man down the street that, you know, is a, is a widower and has dinner by himself, invite him to, to dinner on his driveway, like go be hope to somebody else. And I promise you that is going to usher hope into your heart in ways that waiting for somebody else to do it for you. No, 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 no. You go give it to somebody else. That's why all of this all of these giving blitzes on my Instagram page work is because there's literal science showing that giving boosts serotonin levels in your own brain. And that's why people giving hope to other people will boost your own mood and will give you hope as well. So go be hope. And then I promise you'll find hope. Ooh, it's one of the best drugs out there and it doesn't cost you anything really. (laughs) Let's go, Carlos. You are such a gift. You are um, such an incredible soul and definitely one of our very important light workers these days. I enjoy following you. It's been such a thrill to meet you. I and, can't believe uh, all, you, you let so me on much. your podcast. Thank you. No, this has been amazing. Uh, dude, thank you, Judy. This is so insane. So much fun. And uh, you just keep it up. And I'm wishing you nothing but even more hope as you kick ass this year. I'll be watching. Right on. Okay, so I hope you loved this show as much as we loved making it for you. Talk to me on Instagram, send me a DM. Let me know what you think about this episode. And yo, if you have loved this show in any way, shape, or form, would you please pause right now and take 30 seconds to leave us five stars on iTunes? Every review means so much. It's how we tell our sponsors you listen and how we keep this show on the air for you. So yes, besides those reviews, I love seeing your tags on Instagram, so keep them coming. And you can always send an email to hello at judyholler.com with your show ideas, feedback, and inspiration. We love hearing from you. My goodness, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for reviewing. And until next week, my friend, you keep saying yes and kick open those doors. See you later.